0: Welcome to the Common Sense Millionaire, where we work to promote your financial advancement in knowledge, process, and education so that you and your family become financially secure. This is the place I share common sense action steps that you can take today to assist your financial advancement. So sit back, grab a drink, and let's get started. I was always fascinated by vending machines. Even from when I was a little kid, you know, just the, 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 the thought that I put a quarter in the machine and I would get something that my parents refused to have at home, like a candy bar. We didn't have that kind of stuff at home. And it it was just a great thing to do some little chore or clean up the neighbor's house and get some coins and go and buy whatever the heck I wanted to get out that damn machine. It was, it was just fabulous. It, it, this carried over to my adult years. Uh, I remember uh, visiting Tokyo and just being fascinated by what they have in their vending machines that we don't have. And I would just walk down alleys, Looking at the vending machines, just kind of standing there in in the middle of nowhere, but selling you know some kind of juice or snack or or food, or it's it's just fa- it was just fascinating to me how that worked and who were the people. Well, even though I was one of them, would put their money into something like this and get something out. And it's like, well, it, it, are they really making money at this? You know, they're selling some weird ass looking drink. But are they making money? And it carried over to adult life when I had the opportunity to start a vending business. And uh, now, once again, you know, I'm coming back to you to say, don't try to do it yourself. Now, I didn't listen to my own advice. I tried to do it myself, didn't have a clue. So I had to do a whole bunch of other work to get this going. Now, if you don't want to have to spend all that time doing that work, I'm the person you want to call because I've done it and seen it all. It was a guarantee, okay? So uh, this will be a, kind of an opening discussion about this because there's really three hours of information that you could get, but I want to break it down to the easiest parts that we can put together to make sure that you're starting off on the right foot and you're doing it legally. That, that's extremely important first thing is, before you buy anything, anything, try to drive around and look at where you could actually put your machine. I I would recommend that you look in an area no more than three to four miles from your home so that it, it makes it easy to get to in case you have something or something goes wrong, like you have some vandalism and if you have a glass front, then you know you have to worry about cleaning that up and and making sure that the area looks right because you don't want the person whose area that you're leasing to to be upset about that machine not being cleaned and and being able to to say that, "Oh yeah, you know what this is in working condition, so you want to start looking in a short area around your home and I uh, my favorite are apartment complexes and those types of communities. Uh, I look for communities that have a lot of kids. Okay, uh, is it near a school? Uh, so right after school, the kids can come by and, and buy something. So you need to survey where you want to be and does it make sense? And you may not be able to go into a building, but most buildings have some type of entrance where you can look in and probably see if there's machines in there before you actually approach management about the potential um, uh, ability to put a set of machines in there. So that's the, that's the first thing uh, that you want to do. Now, uh, from an organizational perspective, you probably want to put your machines in an LLC uh, because there is significant risk in the vending business uh kid eats something and you forgot to take it out prior to the expiration date and it sits in there too long, kid gets sick, you're gonna get sued. So in this case, instead of suing you personally, they sue your business. Uh, you also have uh some some other issues uh, uh in case of theft or somebody damages. I've had a lot of situations and it goes in waves where people would smash the um the glass and try to get in and steal a product. Uh, that's how I knew it was kids doing it because they were just trying to get M&Ms and they weren't going for the money, uh, the money box in the machine. So you want to look at what entity that you want and set up, I recommend you set up a separate LLC just to handle that business. So if you have multiple businesses, you probably want to have a, a, a separate LLC just for that okay and and what that means is also when you're buying equipment supplies and you're trying to get uh a supplier credit, uh, you do that in the name of your LLC so that's a that's a key part of what it, you want to look at doing initially, okay, so the next thing is after you've got that set up, um you want to get insurance and you want to notify the insurance company that you're in the vending business and this is what you're going to want to do. And I, you have to get insurance. There's way too much risk. And also if something goes wrong, you need insurance maybe to help settle some of the cost of either fixing the machine or reimbursing for the purchase of the machine. If it's been totally destroyed and uh, not just through vandalism, but a fire, the, the kind of things that happen in buildings sometimes. Okay. Now, uh, after, you know, you look at the, you've, you've set up your LLC, you've got your insurance. Now, um, what you want to do is you, you have, let's say that you have a placement for your machines, okay? What you should do is make sure that you sign an agreement with the property owners or manager of the property to have your machine on site. Okay, and what you're able to do with that is to show, unlike other people, that you have an LLC set up for this, that you have vending insurance. Okay, that holds them not harm, you know, harmless for any type of uh, bad activity that might occur. Okay, so you get that, and also in that agreement, there may be some negotiation on paying the property manager a commission. Now, I had some sites where I did pay commission. I had some sites where I didn't. Uh, The sites where I didn't, they really saw us as part of the team uh, in respect to providing uh, a benefit to the apartment uh, dwellers. Okay, so they saw that as more important than actually taking commission, but some people will take commission. The highest commission rate I ever paid was about 7%. And of course, you know, you would adjust your prices to to reflect that. Okay. So you have decided to do it. You've set up a separate LLC. You've got your insurance together. You've, you know, found a place that's going to accept placement. And what you have to do then is decide what kind of machine are you going to buy? I say for you all trying to get started, you find a used machine. You start with a used machine, either a used combination, drink and snack, or you could have a separate drink and a separate snack. The used machines are pretty uh, affordable and they are compatible with some of the newer Uh, Payment collection technologies such as credit card, Apple Pay. Uh, You can still use coins and you can still use uh, dollar bills, Uh, $1 bills, $5 bills, $10 bills. Okay, so you get that equipment. Uh, There are always used and new machine vendors in your community. You just need to do a nice search for that. Okay, so now. You have to purchase your inventory. And I look in that area for very, actually some very simple places. In my area, we have uh, what they call Restaurant Depot. And then we also use Sam's Club. And uh, periodically, if <laughs> for some, in some cases, if I was running low of inventory in my storage area, I would just look for sales to buy certain items, like uh, especially uh, canned sodas. Uh, Sometimes you could get a deal. Uh, Recently, I have been looking through the sheets. I haven't seen any kind of deals on anything. So, but that can be an option at times. When you're doing this, you really have to think. Do you have the ability to handle the physical aspects of a vending business? Which means... Can you carry inventory? I mean, even if you're using a cart, which I had carts and all of that kind of thing, it still could be difficult to move inventory that's extremely heavy. Can you handle that? That's very important for you. Five, four, three, two, one. And finally, the key to success in this is to make sure that you are able to automate as much of the process as possible. So what that means is you need to make sure that you can allow for the use of credit cards to pay, that you set up credit with vendors to purchase your inventory so that you can buy with a credit card or a uh, dedicated debit card, and that you use... (coughs) Okay. That you use, it's very important that you use automation in the process. And that includes accepting credit and debit cards, as well as Apple Pay and other forms of payment through your vending machine. You're going to find that a lot of people are extremely comfortable in using their credit card. And, you know, the the money transfers to your bank account. And uh, you also should have software provided by the provider of your credit card processing machine. They should be able to give you detailed information on what was purchased on a daily basis that you can download if you want to in Excel and manipulate it for reports that you might want to um, to, to provide. I used to use that so that I could set up monthly reports that would give me what I needed to process sales tax payments on a quarterly basis, okay? That's, uh, so you make sure you have that. You also want to try to get automation that will help you track inventory, and um, that can be done through these, and there's some other companies that provide those services that are much more detailed than just simple reporting of what was sold. Now, um, that's this is extremely important because, when you're ready to go and you're, you're ready to launch and you're ready to accept that first dollar, please make sure that you have your sales tax collection certificate, okay? Um, you need to collect sales tax. Every jurisdiction is different, so I cannot give you a general uh, scale of what that looks like, but uh, I'll give you one jurisdiction near where I'm located. They introduced a new tax on sugary drinks, so that meant that you had to go in and change your reporting for, if you were in that particular area to isolate out what the sugary drinks were. And it's not what you think; it's not just Coke and all that. But you, they allowed orange juice; they did not put an extra tax on orange juice or any kind of fruit juices. And so you need to you would need to do that and make sure that the automation that you have will work with those items. And that's a very quick idea of what you need. It's a lot of work. You don't want to do it yourself. If you need help, give us a call. We'll be glad to help you and make sure that you get set up nice and smooth for your opening. You've been listening to The Common Sense Millionaire, where you can learn how to go from zero to a million using common sense solutions to everyday financial issues. Make sure and subscribe to stay connected for more content, tools, and help so you can advance towards your financial goals. If you need assistance or have questions, leave a comment or you can email me at george at commonsensemillionaire.com.